You guys completely destroyed it. Uh, so we tripled last year's goal, and we set a goal of $7,500 for our church. And as Andrew mentioned a moment ago, by the inch it's a cinch, but by the yard it's hard. If we rely on just a few people to, to take big yards, it, it'll be difficult. But if everybody, above and beyond your tithes and offerings, will pitch in an inch, uh, we'll, we'll blow this goal away as well. You'll see out in the foyer, we'll keep it updated each week, uh, how, how we're doing as far as reaching our goal. But uh, it matters. It matters, supporting our missionaries around the world that are taking the gospel to these difficult, difficult places. As, I, as you just saw, there is water on the surface of Mars. We, we just saw that in that video. It's, uh, Mongolia is unlike any place I've ever been. Uh, but today we continue in our series of messages uh, about more. Jesus being more than we could have ever expected, more than we could have ever hoped for. Jesus is more than just a Savior. Uh, by, the word, by the way, I got comment uh, or, or word back this week that uh, my logo for, for this series, uh, somebody made the comment, why is there a shot glass <laughs> up there? Uh, you know, I... I didn't see it until I heard that, but it's supposed to be a cradle. Uh, uh, you know, Jesus was born in a manger. It's supposed, that's what the intent is for that. Uh, anyway, that's, that's the manger. <laughs> oh, man. You may have heard the story about the Christmas truce of 1914. About 50 days after World War I began, the Christmas season approached. And on the western front of, of, of Europe, there were, there were lines drawn. There were trenches dug in the ground between the German forces and the Allied forces. And on Christmas Eve, something happened in 1914. The Allied forces, the French and English soldiers, began hearing something on the other side of this, this gap between the trenches known as no man's land. They looked over and they saw that the trench, the German trenches, started lighting up. They also started to hear Christmas carols coming from their trenches. They were surprised at that. They started hearing in a German accent, but in their foreign or in their native language, the German soldiers yelling out across no man's land, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas to you, Englishmen! Merry Christmas! The people in the, in the trenches on this side of no man's land, it's a trap. It's to they didn't even respond with words at the beginning. It's a trap. Eventually, they noticed the scout come out of the German trenches. Two or three scouts come out of the trenches. It's a trap. Nobody move. Nobody respond to them. Hold your post. These scouts coming towards them. Merry Christmas. Walking across no man's land with no weapons in their hands. And without being given directions on their own, a couple of scouts left the Allied trenches, and went out and met them. 
And these words were spoken. I'll read the letter to you in a moment that one of the scouts wrote. But he said, you don't shoot, we don't shoot. And that started what's known as the truce of 1914. The Christmas truce. I'll read some some of the notes, some of the letters that were written. German Lieutenant Kurt Zemisch. I guess that's how you say his name. He said, how marvelously, marvelous, marvelously wonderful, yet how strange it was. The English officers felt the same way about it. Thus Christmas, the celebration of love, managed to bring mortal enemies together as friends for a time. Some of the soldiers uh, in this this truce, this momentary lapse of firing at one another, some of the soldiers took this uh, opportunity to gather up some of the fallen soldiers that were out in no man's land. But Christmas carols, silent night, in each other's language, they started singing. The first Noel, they started singing. The first signs that something strange was happening occurred on, on Christmas Eve, and I, I've mentioned how the scouts went out. But an English soldier, uh, let, me, let me go back here. Some of the basic understanding between uh, understanding seems to have sprung up spontaneously up and down these trenches. For another British soldier, Private Frederick Heath, the truce began late that night, that same night, when all up and down the trenches there came to our ears the unique a greeting unique in war. English soldier, English soldier, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you. Then as Heath wrote in a letter home, he, vo- he, he voices this. Come out, English soldier. Come out here to us. For some little time we were cautious and did not even answer. Officers fearing treachery ordered the men to be silent. But up and down the line we heard the men answering that Merry Christmas greeting from the enemy. How could we resist wishing each other Merry Christmas, even though we might be at each other's throats immediately afterwards? So we kept up a running conversation with the Germans, all the while our hands ready on our rifles. Blood and peace, enmity and fraternity, war's most amazing paradox The night wore on to dawn, the night made easier by songs from the German trenches, the pipings of a piccolo uh, from our broad lines, and laughter and Christmas carols. Not a shot was fired. I was amazed as I read this story of the Christmas truce of 1914. You see, we all have a longing in our hearts for peace. Peace. To be able to rest our heads on our pillow at night at peace. It's just something within us. And today, uh, we're going to look at a passage of scripture where Jesus' own words speak of the issue of peace. Are you in need of peace today? I hope that you'll listen. hope that you'll hear God's word speaking straight to your heart because I believe God has something special for you today. Peace. So if you have your Bibles, and I hope you do, take them out and turn to 
Get kind of crazy over here. John chapter 14. John chapter 14. If you have your, uh, if you got a worship guide when you came in, uh, there's an outline in there, and I hope, hope you'll take some notes uh, as you follow along today. But we're in John chapter 14. I'm going to be uh, teaching out of verse 27. God's word says this. These are Jesus' words. Some of your Bibles have red letters. Jesus says, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. Not as the world do I give. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Father, we ask this morning that uh, your word would provide comfort to the heart that is troubled today. That, Father, your word would and your spirit would come alongside those that are experiencing fear today. And they would experience your peace. I pray all this in your name. Amen. You'll notice that in this verse, the word peace appears two times. And we'll make note of of uh, four things out of this verse today as it relates to peace. Now, in the New Testament, the Greek word is irene. Uh, whether I'm pronouncing that or not correctly, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. You don't care. Uh, <laughs> but the Greek meaning of this word we translate to peace uh, is, is that of it being well with our soul, that we're able to stand before God. I've, yeah, a tranquil state of the soul. Oh, we sing that hymn, right? It is well with my soul. Peace. Uh, there's another understanding of this word, the Jewish understanding, shalom. You may have heard that word. Uh, they would, they, they would use that word as a greeting. Uh, well, hello, I hope all is well with you today. I hope that you are comforted today. I hope that you are secure today. Shalom. Well, what, what's being used here in this verse? Is it irene? It is well with my soul. Or is it shalom? I hope that you're secure today. I hope that you're at peace today. I would suggest and would argue that today in this verse, it is Irene, that Jesus is saying and speaking about your soul and the condition of your soul. So I want to look at four different perspectives. It's on your outline there um, of the word peace. The first perspective I want to look at is peace with God. Peace with with God. Look at the first phrase there in verse 27. He says, peace I leave with you. The gospel writers would have understood peace as, as something that is a given. It is something, it's a benefit of a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's something that we get as a follower of Christ. They would not have understood it as shalom. I hope, I hope everything's good with you. I, I hope you're secure. Not something hoped for. 
but peace as a gift, as something that we have as a follower of of Christ. Peace is a word that's used often. In fact, you can look at most of Paul's letters and the letters following the gospel. It's, it's used as an introductory sentence. Romans chapter 1 verse 7 says, grace to you and peace from, the God, from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. The same sentence in 1 Corinthians 1 3. Peter even uses it in his greetings in his letters and his writings. So grace and peace are tied together, grace being unmerited favor of God and peace, the wellness of our soul, the security of our soul. They're they're tied together. These these New Testament writers understand the commonality and how unique they are to our spiritual health. Now, I need you to remember the context of John chapter 14. Jesus has just had the Lord's Supper. Judas has just betrayed Jesus, or he's, Jesus dunked the bread and handed it to the one, his betrayer. He got up and left. So when Jesus is saying these words, chapter 14 is kind of his last will and testament. Guys, I'm about to leave. Don't let your hearts be troubled, but here's some... Here's what I'd like for you to do. And kind of lays out before them. When he's writing, when John is writing this and recording this, these were not easy times. Jesus experienced the same emotions that you and I experience. If we were going through similar circumstances, if you and I knew that this time tomorrow, we'd be going through a mock trial, We'd be getting beaten and hung on a cross. I'm just suggesting that you and I might be a little stressed out today. Huh? If we knew that was in front of us. Jesus knew it was in front of him. And he says, peace, I leave with you. Peace, man, how are you talking about peace? His disciples are like, what are you talking about? Where are you going? He's like, where I'm going, you can't come. Well, what do you mean I can't come? Peace. I leave with you. We need to keep in mind that this word peace uh, throughout the New Testament has has two different angles that that we can look at. One is an objective peace and one is a subjective peace. Objective peace meaning it it is is a person standing before God. We talked about this last week in Romans chapter 5 verse 1 where we've been justified through faith. We have peace with God. I'm not mad at you anymore. I'm not upset with you. You and I are good. It's it's objective. It's it's, it's the way it is. But there's also a a subjective piece, an experiential piece. There might even be somebody here today who is going through a very difficult time in your life, completely stressed out. And peace is something you're longing for, but you're not experiencing the peace today. Here in this first portion of chapter 14, verse 27, I would suggest that this is an objective piece that Jesus is talking about. He says, peace, I leave with you. Joel, how did you get to the point where this is, you you say this is an objective piece? Look, Look back with me at chapter 13. Just flip a page back in your Bible. 
verses 31 through 38. Judas has just left the room. Jesus knows what's coming. His betrayer just left the room. Verse 31, and when he'd gone out, Jesus said, now the Son of Man. Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, love one another. We, we're familiar with that one. Just as I've loved you, you love one another. By this, all people will know that you're my disciples. Verse 36, I want you to catch this. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where, where are you going? And Jesus answered, where I'm going, you cannot follow me now. 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 But you will follow afterwards. After what? See, Jesus couldn't leave until the cross happened. The sacrificial lamb had to be crucified. He had to pay for the sins of the world. He who knew no sin had to become sin. But you can follow me afterwards. And Peter said, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I'll lay down my life for you. And we're familiar with this. Will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, the rooster will not crow until you have denied me three times. You can come after me after I've paid for the sin of mankind and open the door for you to be at peace with God. See, I... That first phrase of chapter 14, verse 27, peace I leave with you. Peace, the ability for you to be at peace with God, I leave that with you. But I got to take care of business first. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm not excited about this. In fact, we see it in, in the gospel accounts that Jesus prays in the garden. Lord, if you can take this cup from me, if, if there's another way, but not my will, your will be done. Peace with God. We'll no longer be in a hostile posture towards God. So here's the deal. Jesus knew that on the following day he would offer himself to be the substitute for us. By his death on the cross, he took, the, took on the wrath of God for us. Jesus became the substitute for all who would trust in him. After that atoning sacrifice, we now have the ability to be at peace with God. Objective peace. I want you to look at the second phrase there in that verse. And it talks not, not only do we have, because of Jesus, who is more than we could have ever expected. Not only do we have peace with God, but we have peace, the peace of God. So you look at that second phrase. My peace my peace I give to you. Jesus is the author of peace. He's the prince of peace, we see in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Micah chapter 5, verse 5. He is the one that will be our peace. He's the author of peace. This peace filled his heart and it will 
be available to us. He gives it to us. As a believer, we can experience the peace that Jesus experienced. The day before he's going to the cross, the day before he's going to be arrested, that same night, he knows what's in front of him, he was at peace. There was a poise about him in the midst of, we can only imagine how stressful that must have been. Peace. That very same peace, you and I can experience that. You see, the peace that that Jesus gives us is not only objective, but it is subjective. You you and I can experience that same poise and confidence in the midst of troubling times. We can experience the nearness of him in those times of loneliness. We can know a boldness of God when our faith and beliefs are being challenged. He says, my peace I give to you. My peace that I'm experiencing right now when I know who's waiting for who's going to be coming into the garden when we get there. I See, I'm at peace, and my peace is based on a trust in my Father in heaven. And you, I'm giving it to you. So I want to stop for a second. If you're here today, and you have in your heart just a, a simmer It's not an overflowing boil. You're not not raging with fear, but there's just a simmer of fear, of anxiety, of stress. Can I just tell you that the king and the prince of peace is here? And those words are for you. He says, my peace I give to you. In the midst of your craziness, my peace I give to you. And today I hope you can find rest in that. I hope that you can find a peace in the midst of Whatever's happening in your world. Do you need to find that rest today? I suggest and scripture teaches that Jesus offers his peace to you. To give it to you. Third thing I want to point out. Is that his peace is out of this world. You've had cake before and gone, man, that is just out of this world. Good. Have you? Nobody's ever said that. Scratch that one from the notes. His peace is out of this world. Look at the next part of verse 27. Not as the world gives do I give, do I give to you. His peace is not temporary like the world's. His peace is permanent. We pray for peace. We think about peace more often than we think we do. We pray for peace in the Middle East. We pray for peace in Korea. We pray for peace in our country. We pray for peace in Washington. (laughs) From that side of the aisle to that side of the aisle. Huh? I I hope we pray for that. We have peace officers. Some that are sitting in our church, and I'm thankful for them. Sometimes we just wish we could have peace and quiet. We say the word, we we use this word often. We experience peace when uh, someone, uh, when we have a a good health insurance plan, Uh, when we have a retirement plan. I'm at peace because I'm going to be okay once I retire. Some are saying, I wish I could retire. When bills are paid, we made it. Peace. 
When someone passes away, R.I.P. Rest in peace. See, we all have this, this desire within us for peace. And today I hope that we will all, it's my prayer throughout this whole series, that we will not, that we'll focus more on the gift of Christmas rather than the story of Christmas. Uh, the story's great, and we need to read the story, and we need to know the story. I'm just saying, let's, let's not focus so much on the, on the story that we miss the gift. And last week we talked about the hope and how he is so much more than we could have ever expected. This week, peace that we have in Jesus. You know more people than you think you know that are desperate for peace. If there's things that keep them awake at night, they stare at the ceiling longer than they would ever admit. They may not know that what they're looking for is peace. They certainly may not know what they're looking for is Jesus. But there are people that you know that are not at peace in their heart. We long for peace. The world's peace is temporary, but the peace that Jesus gives is permanent. Luke 19, verses 41 and 42. And when he drew near to the city, you remember this story, it's right before the triumphal entry, when he's about to go in for his final week, right before Easter. Jesus looks at the city and cries. He weeps over the city of Jerusalem. Remember that? Listen to his words. Luke 19. 41 and 42, and when Jesus drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace. But now they are hidden from your eyes. What's he talking about? He's talking about being at peace with God. On that day, had you just not known, had you known that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me, I am the source of peace, but now it's hidden from you. If you're here today, or you're listening online, and you're in need of peace, can I tell you that the Prince of Peace is available to you? He's available to you. The world's peace, world's peace is something you work for, but the peace of God is a gift. A person who doesn't know Jesus knows peace when there is an absence of conflict. But a person who knows Jesus knows peace in the midst of conflict, despite conflict. Something for you to ponder, something for you to consider. Talk about this in the car. We... We know that peace with God is a result of a relationship with Jesus, right? We agree with that? Peace with God is a result of a relationship with Jesus. Do you agree or disagree that peace that the world offers depends upon your resources? That's something to talk about. Jesus says, man, the peace that I give you is not like this, what the peace of the world. It's different. The last thing I want to point out about this verse is a peace that dominates my heart and my mind. Look at what he says at the end of this verse. He says, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Don't let your hearts be stirred up. You remember Psalm 23? 
David, uh, many of you have it memorized. I just want to, I just want to read it. What, what this man after God's own heart says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Can you feel it? Can you sense peace? He leads me by still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, say it. Say it. I will. I will fear no evil. Jesus says, man, don't let your heart be troubled. I'm with you. My child, I'm with you. I'm not going anywhere. I'm walking with you. I know life is crazy. I know things that you're going through keep you awake at night. But I need you to remember, I'm with you and I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to see you through this. I'm not going to necessarily get you out of it, but I'm going to see you through it. I'm going to walk with you through it. When you need counsel, the counselor will be there. Jesus already told you, the peace that I have, I give to you. Look at verse 26 in the passage, chapter 14 of, of John. Jesus says these words right before our verse today. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you to your remembrance all that I've said to you. Listen, the helper is coming. I'm giving you peace. I'm giving you the helper. When you need words of wisdom, when that person at work is attacking you, call upon me. I'm with you. My peace I give to you. When your wayward child is is out there, no telling where they are, I'm with you. You need wise words on how to handle them, I'm with you. Call upon me. When you get that doctor's report, and your life is turned upside down, I'm with you. I know what it feels like. Jesus is a, is a high priest that can relate to what we go through. He's, I know how you're hurting, and I'm with you. My peace I give to you. Oh, don't let your heart be stirred up. Don't be afraid because I'm here, and I'm with you. Will you call on the Prince of Peace today? He's available. He's available to all of us. I hope and pray that in this Christmas season that we will focus on the gift. Don't ignore the story, but focus on the gift of Christmas, Jesus Christ. I'm going to ask you to close your Bibles. Ask Jan to, to come and I wanted to have just the time to give God the last opportunity to to speak into our hearts today. But as we do that, can I ask you to just bow your heads and close your eyes? All the way around the room. I'm going to ask you to do something that, that we don't do often. We do this sometimes. If you just take your hands... And lay them open in your lap. And the first thing I want you to be mindful of in doing that is I want you to be thinking in my hands are those things that 
I am completely stressed out by. I got this, and I got that. And, and just right there in your hands, that's, these are all of your worries. These are all of your stressors. These are all the things that keep you awake at night. And here they are. And I just want your hands to be open as a way of saying, God, here they are, and I'm giving them to you. Will you hand them over to God today? Will you trust him with them? And then the second thing I want you to be mindful of, I mean, you've already said, here they are, and I'm giving them to you, but, but now your hands are empty. And for the next few moments, will you allow the God of heaven, who is in this room with us, the Prince of Peace, to give it, and for you to receive it, have those hands open. My heart is open to receive peace from you today. Oh, you're so much more than my Savior, Lord. I need your peace today. Tell him about it. Tell him about it. Take just a few moments and be alone with God there in your place. Father, today, we give you the, the troubles of our heart. For those that are here today that have been fearful, they've been afraid, that imperative that you repeat in verse 1 of the same chapter, don't let not your heart be troubled, today they would say, that's been me. And today, Lord, I pray that they would experience the peace that you give, your peace, your poise and confidence that you had in the midst of that, that week, that time, just prior to your death, Lord, that is something that we desire and we need. I lift up those that today are crying out for that. And Lord, I pray that you would meet them in a way that is far more than they could have expected. Lord, for those that are here and, and maybe those that are watching online that don't know you and don't have peace with you, that today would be the day that they recognize their own, their own sin in their life, that they would seek forgiveness from you, recognizing that you died on the cross to pay the penalty and pay the price for their sin. And today would be the day they would make the biggest decision of their life and say, I'm turning from my way and I'm turning to God. And today I trust in Jesus as my Savior. I give my life to Jesus. Father, I pray that this Christmas season is filled with peace. That we would stand and sing like the angels did, uh, the goodwill for all men, is here through this baby, Jesus. Help us to focus on you, Lord, and, and maintain that focus, not only in this Christmas season, but throughout the days of our life. Church, will you, 
Will you just finish our prayer time here together and let's sing, O come, O come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. is worthy come on church for he alone is worthy for he alone is worthy Christ the Jan. Uh, Church, before Pastor Chris comes uh, with some announcements, uh, you saw in your worship guide a a prayer prayer guide for the Lottie Moon Christmas offerings. Yeah, go ahead and be seated for just a moment. Uh, You'll notice the dates on the bottom. We're a week behind. That'll be okay. God will still listen to our prayers. But uh, take one of those. Let me encourage you to, to be in prayer for those missionaries around the world. And be in prayer over how God would would have you give uh, sacrificially to the foreign missions offering, Lottie Moon Christmas offering this year. And we'll reach our goal. By the inch, it's a cinch. Uh, So we'll do that. Chris, come. 